All right, everybody, welcome to our first episode of uh, the Dynamic Duo. Today we will be discussing the episodes, first five episodes of Superman and Lois on CW. There will be spoilers, so anybody who joins and decides to watch, just know that ahead of time and uh, be, be warned. So let's, uh, I guess we'll dive right in. Uh, my name is Zach and this is my buddy Jarrell. How y'all doing, guys? Nice to see you here. Uh, if you are here, otherwise, if you're just joining us as, as well, welcome. I know we just started the event, but uh, it's going to be a great thing. It's going to be a, a weekly thing, so every Tuesday or Saturday you'll see us here, usually at around 6.30, so uh, stay tuned every week. Yep, we'll be discussing different uh, shows, different possible games, um, anything comic book related. You know, you guys can ask questions. Sorry, I had to adjust the, my, uh, the camera there a little bit, but... Uh, yeah, so um, anything to do with comic books, really, you know, it could be Star Trek, could be Star Wars, could be, you know, could be Marvel, could be DC, just depends on what, how we're feeling that week. Um, so as I said, this week, we're going to start with DC and we're going to start on uh, Superman and Lois, first five episodes. Again, if you uh, are joining us and you don't want anything spoiled for you, feel free to you know, turn away because we're going to discuss it in great detail. Um, so right off the bat, you know. Uh, we were watching Supergirl and Flash and all those series before, and I I loved you know the Flash and Arrow and all them, and they all kind of have their lulls here and there. But when they introduced Superman into Supergirl, I just did not like this Superman. I I I don't know how you felt, but I did not. I I personally feel like he was a great addition to the show. I feel like when you when you go into a DC show and you're making it on you know the Super Family or anything like that, I feel like there's a definite need to have Superman show up whether as a cameo or as a full-fledged character, just for the sense that that's what people see. When they're looking at the Super Family, they see Superman. They don't necessarily see Supergirl or Superboy all the time. They're looking for a Superman character. Well, and I, I totally agree with that. It's just that I felt like the way they handled his character was kind of, you know, not done properly because they they were so focused on they wanted Supergirl to be the main character that when they introduced Superman, he kind of took a backseat, which I get, but he kind of got underpowered in a way then and they made him kind of like the comic relief and superman by no means is not comic relief he's very serious yes he has cracked jokes and yes he has moments um throughout the comics and throughout the cartoons but he he was still very like serious uh, as like clark kent um you can even have you have moments with him and batman in the batman animated series and superman animated series where He's taken on the Batman, and when they first meet, and he's like, "I don't, ha I don't want vigilantes in my town." And to see this this version of him kind of come to be and just be comic relief, and 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 kind of felt like underpowered, like he could have taken out who they who they were fighting easily, but they didn't want him to because Supergirl was there, which again I totally get, but it just I didn't like him. I mean, his costume was kind of a little wonky to me at first. Oh, I love um, the costume. And I, I just felt like he also, like, having seen Henry Cavill uh, as Superman, he was kind of scrawny and kind of not, didn't fit the bill well, either. Well, let, let's put it this way. Whenever you compare another Superman in the past, let's take it 10 years. In the past 10 years, there is not another Superman at this current moment or in the past 10 years that could, you know, reach that level of fitness that Henry Cavill's at right now. They would yeah. have to go through some extensive stuff. Now, Tyler Hecklin was... A last-minute casting call. I mean, if we're be if we're both being super serious here. Yeah, yeah. No, and you know, 
I'm not knocking on, on him when he first appeared because like I respect anyone who puts on that suit because you know there's that there's the curse of Superman for one and then which most people know about if you don't know about that it's where anybody who's worn the suit has had something traumatic or uh, horrible happen to them uh, and so to to know that going in and kind of take that take that mantle on and also know you're going to get criticism because he's an iconic character I I respect him for that um, so when it came to the show. I was not really looking forward to it because I just didn't, I, I grew up with, you know, Smallville and, and, uh, I love Christopher Reeves as, as, as spider or Superman. Sorry. I am totally wrong. Universe, wrong yeah. Totally wrong universe there. Um, as Superman and, uh, in the originals and, um, you know, to, to going into this show, I was just like, I don't like this Superman. I really don't. I don't know if I'm gonna like the show. Let's, you know, I'll give it a try. I'll get, I'll give it that first episode. And boy, did that first episode blow me away. That first episode just was like, this is awesome. This is a good, uh, very good, like grounded Superman I could watch weekly. And I was just ecstatic and excited for the next few episodes. For me, I think it was more so the fact that we're getting to see him interact with kids in a way that we haven't seen before. When you go into the first, you know, into the first episode, yes, you see him doing his whole saving thing, mm-hmm. you know, as as you would expect from the beginning of a Superman series. But then you get further into the episode and you see him struggling with being an adult and a parent and trying to raise teenagers the right way. And I think for any parent, I mean, I'm not saying from personal experience or anything because I'm definitely not at that age to be a parent. Um, but what I'm going on is I know how much trouble my parents had dealing with me as a teenager, and that was just a handful in itself. So getting to see this side of him that not a whole lot of people actually get to see, like, yes, you get to see him interact with Superboy, and throughout the comics, you get to see him interact with his kids per se, Mm -hmm. you know, but in this sense where you get an actual Superman actor and portraying that as opposed to just seeing it on paper or seeing it, you know, in a book or something, anything like that. That's what really is most interesting about this series. And that's what hits home with me. See, and I found that interesting, too, especially since, like, in the comic books, we've, he's, we've never seen him, like, have more than one kid. He's always had just, the, like, he had John Kent. That's how mm-hmm. he had in the comics, who later became Superboy. And to see them go for the whole, like, twin twin thing and they don't have powers at like as at in the first episode so you're like and they don't even know he's superman that was interesting to me to see that like aspect of it and i thought it was funny when like in one of the and i think it's the first episode because they hadn't because i think that's when they reveal he's superman at the end but in in the first episode before he revealed like he goes into the room and uh jonathan is playing injustice gods among us and he's fighting superman yep that was the very first episode he's playing as raiden yeah and and it was funny to me to be like you're fighting your dad and you don't even know it. And also like the idea that injustice gods among us exists in that universe is like, what is, what does Clark think of that? Like, yeah. cause you obviously know he's got to, he's got to know what the story and read the story. And like the story is him turning evil. Like, what does he, what does he think of that? You know, mm-hmm. what is his like personal feelings on that? Um, and it was just funny. And then he, and he's like, Oh, you're, you're, you're playing a Superman. And he's like, and his Jonathan's like, nah, Superman's lame. I, I'm rated. And he's just kicking Superman's, like you know, kicks Superman's ass essentially as Raiden, and it was like that that little Easter egg in there. I felt like even though it doesn't amount to anything, and obviously like I'm just you know me as a fan knowing Injustice God Among Us, like speculating, but like to sit there and think about that and be like, 
how is that implemented? You know, how is that? Uh... But then also, if you take a little look at it, that's that's not just an Easter egg, just as an overall like just overall for the series. That's also an Easter egg for bringing in Captain Lex Luthor, who appears later on. In yeah. So so that was another thing is like the the first time you meet this character, we have no idea who he is, and um, he's just this character attacking these nuclear plants and like studying Superman, and everyone's like, who the heck is this guy? Like. And why does he keep attacking nuclear plants? And then you get the you get the whole like um, Lois's dad, the general knows that Clark is Superman, and he's constantly using him to like better the world. And he has this stigma of like Superman has to has to help everybody, right? And so he's constantly calling Clark away from everybody, and that kind of you know drives the family apart a little bit. And it's interesting to see that aspect too of like you know you have Lois who throughout this series so far has shown that she wants more of his time but she can't get it because of the kids and also because of him being Superman and then you have the general who's like you need to be here saving everyone all the time and then you have the kids who are like we just want a dad we just, we just want to be normal you know it's that is that two parallel thing you know you're you're trying like you see this all the time not even in just in comic books but also in real life like Let's put it in a superhero perspective. You know, you're trying to balance relationships and your work life. It's not always the best. And as a superhero, you're not just balancing work life and home life. You're also trying to balance your other work life. Yeah. So you got three parallels as opposed to the two. And it just creates this whole, you know, round the bend type of thing where you just don't know where to put your priorities at any given moment because you constantly have to be alert. And that's what I think he's trying to go for. But at the same time, he's trying to be less alert. You know, he in in this same universe, we still have Supergirl. She's not mm -hmm. directly mentioned, but yeah. she's still there. N you know, now after the crisis on Infinite Earth events, everything has been yeah. brought into the same fold. So you get that there's several superheroes yeah. that are all over the world now. And, yeah. then, and they're all combined. Exactly. So relatively speaking, Superman should be able to take a step back. Right. Unfortunately, and, yeah. he's not allowed to do that due to the U.S. military wanting to yeah. use him. Well, and I think, you know, it's interesting, like, what do you think of, like, Morgan Edge? He's an interesting character, too, that we've kind of just barely dabbled in. He's kind of reminds me of, like, an early Lex Luthor. For Morgan Edge, I mean, we got to see him a little bit in Wonder Woman 1984. Mm -hmm. I wasn't super pleased with that portrayal of the character. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I, I mean, it, it made sense, at least for the the purpose of the movie. See, I don't even remember him being in, in yeah, 1984. He, he, uh, I can't remember what, um, it was Wonder Woman's Lover. Yeah. Um, I don't remember what his name is off the yeah. top of my head. But, uh. Oh, Chris, Chris Pine. Chris Pine, Pine whoever yeah. his character was. Yeah. Um, I think it's Steve Trevor or something yeah, like Steve that. Trevor, yeah, Steve Trevor. Yeah, so Steve yeah. Trevor ends up fighting Morgan Edge kind of towards okay. the climax of the movie. Okay. Um, well, Diana's fighting Cheetah, but that's that's besides the point. So we have this Morgan Edge who I I mean obviously we, you know, we'll cover the other episodes, but as as we get further on the episodes we find yep. out kind of what he's doing. Yep, yep. Um, but for the purpose of this episode, I mean, he was really introduced only in the first episode. We didn't get to see a whole lot of him. Yeah. Maybe saw, you know, a scene or two at the very most. Um, so we got a little bit of inkling of his character, but it wasn't a whole lot. Yeah. Well, and he's, it's interesting that he owns the daily planet. Yeah. And that he's like the control controlling that. Cause they don't, they never, they haven't explained yet, like how that happened or mm -hmm. why that happened. But I think it's interesting that like, um, also when the, the kids find out that their dad's Superman, it kind of parallels, clark like finding out because like 
you know, in the comic books and, and in Smallville, especially like when Clark finds out that he's like this alien, right? He freaks out. He's he's angry. He's like, why am I different? I don't want to be different. I, I want to be normal. I hate this. And so he goes off on his like little rampage. And then you get the same reaction with his kids of like, what the hell did you do to me? Like, I, I, I want to be normal. Well, at this point, remember, too, when he's showing them that he's Superman, mm-hmm. I think it's Jordan who had just found out recently that he had powers. Yeah. Because what was it, the second episode where he went to that bonfire? Yep. Yeah, and they they at first thought it had been Jonathan, which mm-hmm. was kind of – I kind of predicted that ahead of time. Like, no, it's they're, they're predicting it's going to be one, but it's, it's going to be the other. And I still have a theory that Jonathan's going to be a late bloomer, and he's going to gain him, too. I definitely agree because you got well, – let's put it this way. You got Jordan showing – you know, small bloomation of powers. Yeah. You got him showing heightened strength and and heat vision. Yes, but it was just one burst. We yeah. haven't seen it since. We've seen it a little we, bit. Yeah, we it, almost got it. Yeah, we almost got it, but we didn't um, beyond that first burst. But I mean, when you think about it as a whole and super all of his powers that Superman has, the probability of him passing, you know, one or more between his two children is more than likely yeah well and i think they're they're definitely playing off the aspect of um like like the fact that uh you know connor the the original superboy he he was half human and he could only do certain things like he couldn't fly he couldn't you know he didn't he didn't have extra vision he had heat vision he had strength actually i don't think he had heat vision he just had strength uh hearing and invulnerability and i think they're definitely playing off of that um and playing playing on the fact that like he's you know that human dna is playing the fact because you get into the whole like he meets with uh he meets he meets with uh jarell which is funny by the way yeah uh, sorry don't worry about uh, it. i'm gonna get that joke a million times anytime <laughs> we talk about superman yeah so he he meets with he they meet with jarell in the fortress of solitude and drills like yeah his powers are insignificant he's not gonna mount anything it's his human day or dna and I think that they're going to play off that of like, you know, because um, you notice when, again, he's like Jordan kind of mirrors Connor to me in the comic books. Because in the comic books, Connor is very aggressive, very like emotional, and his powers are kind of around that. And that's what they're doing with Jordan. And they even hinted that at the beginning with like, uh, you know, a moody teenager and then the, the other one. Um, and it's just interesting to see that, that instead of doing like full on Connor, they instead of doing like a clone, they just went with the kid route. Um, and you know, and both kids have definitely upset me throughout the series so far. Like, but I've been angry with both kids. Like, you're being selfish, or you're being like too too much. Um, for for instance, like, uh, Jordan, him joining football, actually like, pissed me off. Yeah, like legit pissed me off because I was like, you're you're just doing exactly, like. You're you're not taking your brother's emotions or, or things in the account. Like that was his thing and you just jumped right in there and you just took it away. And he already is like sacrificing so much for you and like struggling so much for you. Yeah. Um But no, then I I think the football thing needed to happen because if you look at the small video universe, yeah, we didn't get to see that. Which I know everyone, including myself, wanted to see yeah. Clark play football. Well he did for a little bit, but it didn't go well because he ended up hurting that that uh one of the players or whatever, and then his dad got really pissed. It was more so he ended up getting in trouble with the coach. Yeah, that's what it was. It was the coach who used that sauna. Yeah, and a... he became and he became like really enraged with fire. Yep. 
No, and and I get that, and it's just that you know, I felt like they cheated, you know, Jonathan a little bit, but also at the same time, like we've seen him grow a little bit, and seen him kind of become a different person, and I think that needed to happen too because he was so focused on his friends and his girlfriend from Metropolis that now he's kind of coming into a new light. But like when he got drunk, though, like when he got super drunk, and it was like one step forward, two steps. Back. I yeah, I was just like, dude. I get, I get how you're feeling. That was, that was too far. You literally just hurt, you know, your brother and was being stupid just because everything. And I get it. Like you're, you're sacrificing for, and nobody's noticing. Like your dad's spending more time with Jordan, and you're getting not getting attention. Your mom's busy doing her thing, and and now you're getting like cut, cut from the football team basically. And your brother's getting all the glory. I get that, but like, he could have found a healthier way to deal with that. And I just, it was frustrating to see him kind of become that as well then that's where like i said both characters kind of because you know jordan kind of gets angry about being different and and goes on a rampage too and that's why he joined football so he could at first he was doing it as like revenge so he's like i can i can hit the pe- people who used to bully me because he ended up you know kissing the star football player's girlfriend or whatever and he got bullied for it and his brother got just beat on for it right and so he was like i want to pay back and i get that but then after that i was like dude walk away like let Jordan or like, let Jonathan have his thing. Like that's Jonathan's thing. That's the thing he's been training. But the the thing you got to understand too is that I mean, when you look at it from Jordan's perspective, and he's actually happy for the first time, which they go into some depth to yeah. in in the show, it makes sense as to why he'd want to stay in. You know, he's making yeah. friends. He's not sitting at home shutting himself in his room. Plus the fact that he's able to actually do something with his abilities and not even beyond that he's he's getting out there and doing something so yeah. the way i'm looking at it is yes it's it's jonathan's thing but at the same time this is a way for jordan to really figure out how his abilities should be and shouldn't be used yeah i know i and i just i was waiting for something to happen cuz i remember clark when he first gained some of his strength he like really struggled to keep it in control and i was waiting for him to just hit the person wrong and hurt him um, I did find it funny that, you know, uh, Clark decided to like join the coaching team and I, I loved the little like nod to him faking his whole strength thing when he's like carrying the jug and he's yep. like struggling and he's just like, I can't, I can't do it. And then he's like, Jordan, Jordan, help me with this. Like, make it look like we're, I need your help to carry it. And I, I laughed so hard at that. I was it's like, the that, fact you know, that you know that if he really wanted to, he could just take it and just throw it. As- yeah. I, I see. I love those little thing. nods. And I love the little nods to Smallville because this show is definitely like referencing Smallville constantly and re- and kind of almost building off of Smallville in a way. It's not. It's not actually, but it like feels like it. Well, you got to think about it from the perspective of coming off one of the biggest Arrowverse events ever. Yeah. You know, we we got to return to Smallville. You yeah. Know, Ten to twelve years after the fact. We got to see Tom Welling and Erica Durrance return to those iconic roles oh, that, as Clark and Lois. That was Lois. so freaking awesome, dude. That was that was my favorite part of that. That's that's what I loved. I did not like the fact that they brought in a different Lex Luthor. Yeah. I wish we could have seen the original Lex. Well, and he, I watched some of his podcasts, and the guy who plays him. He just doesn't want to do that stuff anymore, which like, is understandable. You know, and and I get that too. Like he quit for a reason. He or he quit that serious reason, but he still does like the voice animation and loves that. Mm-hmm. And he said he would, you know, eventually maybe come back. To to like the Lexus thing if down the road one day but it's not in the cards right now and yeah. i get it um 
but it's 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 building off of that. You know, that whole iconic that iconic scene where we take all these characters well, not iconic scene, but I should say that crossover where they take all these characters and shove them into the same earth. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Some of them end up dying off, some of them don't, you know? Yep. And then yep. we bring it we bring it into this fold where we get this series, Superman and Lois, where Tom Willing doesn't exist. Yeah. Erica Durance doesn't exist. Yep. yep. And we get Tyler Hecklin and whoever plays Lois. And and like I said, you know, I'm starting to they're definitely growing on me. And they're definitely like they're definitely like I'm excited to see where this goes, and I'm hoping that they don't do what Flash and Arrow have done and start getting too much into the drama, because the first like three seasons of Flash were really awesome, and then they started getting into like the drama part of it, and they started getting into like the, you know, and they, and they stopped doing like superhero things, and they stopped doing like core superhero things. Like Flash, he doesn't need a team; he can do everything on his own. And they got so heavily reliant on that team that he was like. You know, he was fighting Gorilla Grodd, and he's like, what do I do? And they're like, Barry, Sonic, punch him. And you're like, you could have thought of that on your own. You can literally think faster than an nanosecond. Like, what is this? So I'm hoping that they keep they keep grounded with this series. Because I, you know, Superman is a series, I think, that um, could be iconic and could go on for a long time. I do feel like it's definitely going to be a Smallville of the 2020s. Yeah. And and the other thing is too is one thing I've noticed is this kind of proves that they should just you know I like I love the movies don't get me wrong because I I am a diehard DC fan so like despite what people say I like the movies but like if they took the time and put big budget into TV series like imagine what they could build and imagine what they could do well going off of that it's been confirmed that HBO Max and the CW are combining their forces yeah so any CW show that's going to be going on HBO Max will be getting that double budget so we will be getting higher tier TV shows see that's that's with an added fa- that's fantastic imagine a batman show like imagine a batman show with a high budget and like episodic unfortunately they will never do that and we both. Oh, I know, but that dude, that would be they could do that so well. Like they that that would actually make whatever whoever played Batman for that would be Batman because they could build around it and actually develop him and actually have like story arcs instead of just oh it's two hour or four hour movie. To put it this way, look at the if they had taken Gotham yeah into this current you know, well this current setting and put it on the CW instead uh, of. But Gotham was done so dirty though. I agree. It was done but, so dirty. I mean, Take all take all the speculation, the things that people didn't like about him, tweak him a little bit. Yeah. I mean, for for a show the way it was, it was a good show. Yeah, but it just it got too much into characters that shouldn't have existed. I agree. And it got too much into things that like shouldn't have happened and didn't take the time to like actually let him grow up like they did like in Smallville. They wanted to rush into Batman so fast that they didn't give him time to be Bruce. All right, let's make sure we get back on this. Yeah, yeah. We're covering this episode. Yeah, yeah, sorry. We're we're veering way off topic. Um, But no, like, so, like, this show proves to me that that they could do that, and I I wish they would do more of that, which, obviously, again, like you said, you know they won't. Um, But it, let's talk about Lois for a second, because I like this Lois Lane a lot, because this shows, like, the the strong-willed Lois that I've grown up with. Because a lot of times she's just kind of underdone and like, oh, yep, she's damsel in distress. Like, there comes Superman, save her. And this show's like, no, she's a badass. She's gonna go do her own thing. She's gonna, she's gonna take on the world, and whether Superman's there or not. Yeah, and I, I guess I'm still forming my own opinion, especially after the five episodes that we've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think she does do a pretty good Lois Lane. I mean, she, she does everything the, you know, the way I would expect her to be, you know, when she is Lois. But there's the the thing with moving her to a smaller 
newspaper, which I understand the point of it. Mm-hmm. I just think it for the for the show it was a good move, but for for the universe it was a bad move. See, I think it was actually a a genius move because I think that the Daily Planet, if like she can do more good writing in that paper and grow that paper than she can at Daily Planet, which is already established. And now, and now, like I said, like like we said, Morgan Edge is censoring her, so it it's kind of like in real life right now, like right where like censorship can be a big deal and so she can take that and do what she wants with it with the small paper and she can grow it and i like that and also it it allows like it allows her to challenge herself because she doesn't have the big backing anymore she now has to go and do it on her own and she has to like fight for it again and she hasn't had to do that in a long time because she's lois lane and she was like the person at the daily planet i mean that's fair but you take into account too like in the old comics and the old superman you know cartoons way back in the day like, back when Popeye was still a huge thing. Yeah. Like, it wasn't just Lois that was a huge thing. It was Clark, too. Yeah, no, I I know. And he and he constantly battled with her about, like, oh, I get the byline and you get the byline. Mm-hmm. And that was funny. And, like, I remember, like, in Superman animated series where, like, he shows up out of nowhere and he writes this paper. And she's like, how do you do it? How, like, how do you do it? Yeah. He's like, oh, I just, I'm, I'm a good reporter. Got my sources, you know? Place, right time. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's, you know, an interesting thing. It's kind of a sad thing that we are not going to see like Clark do that anymore. Cause you know, he's not doing that. Like he's fired. He's almost taken on a full-time role as, as super dad and Superman. Yeah. No, I, I guess, I guess it's just, you know, going into the next couple episodes, seeing what happens and kind of how everything plays out with Morgan edge. So. Yeah. Well, and, and think, uh, what do you think of Sarah and Jordan? Because I think that their their relationship is a little bit toxic, but a little bit good. I feel like there's definitely more of a story to explore there than they're giving us. Because mm-hmm. they're only giving us the the little bit that they've connected on, which is, you know, their traumatic events that they've experienced. With, yep, yep. Um, having to take pills and whatnot. Yep. Uh, so... I, I definitely think that there's more of a story to go into beyond just their, you know, shared problems. Yeah. And more so, like, what is this relationship going to be like without those problems? Because we're seeing Jordan getting out of those problems. Yeah. And Sarah's still, you know, trying to deal with the problems of well, and, therapy. And her and dad. Her parents, exactly. Yeah. So it's, it's definitely a good contrast. But then you look at that same thing. We're also seeing the reemergence of an old relationship yeah. between Clark and Lana. Yeah, well, and I think that the that Jordan and and Sarah kind of mirror Lana and Clark in a way. Like they remind me of like when Clark was a kid in Smallville, and he, and and, yep. and he was like in love with Lana type thing. I I do agree with that because there is a lot of there there is a lot of uh, symmetry there, especially in the point where I mean he's not, excuse me, Jordan's not going around saving people like yep. Clark was in Smallville. Yep, or being like a goody goody two shoes. Exactly, and. The thing, the thing that we haven't seen yet that I really want to explore is the fact that is either of those kids have a weakness to kryptonite. Yes, That's yes. That's one thing I'm really worried about. Well, especially with Morgan Edge and the mines. Exactly, with those mines having yes. you see it just an area just filled with X kryptonite. Well, and that goes back to an interesting too of like again like Smallville, like all the stuff happened to Smallville. It's kind of like again that's why I said they mirroring Smallville right because they like. Um, so they're kind of hinting that like kryptonite's giving people they're using kryptonite to give people powers and you know with some of these people and um i i, I still i guess i didn't understand they'll have to go more into it but like what was with the guy being like they resurrected me 
So I don't think it's just kryptonite that they're using. I think yeah. what they're doing is they're taking kryptonite and they're taking something else probably, you know, it could be a whole phantom zone thing that's going on, yeah. you know, with people from the phantom zone. Or it could be something completely different. But, I have no clue. But then are they combining them into the person's body? Because the one person was the son of um, the, the lady who um, Lois was investigating for. And he said that uh, you're Kal-El, you're not the only one anymore. Meaning he knew who who Clark was as Kryptonian and he and he seemed to be like have memories of Krypton. It could be, like I said, it's or like you said, excuse me, it's going to have to be something that they go into because, mm-hmm. I mean, at this current point, they're focusing so heavily on... On Jordan. On Yeah, exactly. Jordan's emerging powers and how Clark is trying to deal with, yeah. you know, two teenage boys that they're not really going into what is happening yeah. in Smallville, which I appreciate because they are... Again, it's, it's not Smallville. It's well, and Superman it's, and Lois. And it's build up, and it's there's there's clearly development coming, and there's still like a lot to talk about, you know, more to come. And, um, I mean, you even look at like the the relationship with Lois and her dad. Like that's kind of an interesting thing too that we're seeing that we haven't gotten to see as much before. Like her dad's always been the general in the comics, you know, in the in stuff, but we never got to see him like be involved. And for him to know, and to, and like. It's weird to see him kind of be like, you have to be Superman, you know, like you have to like what? Why? Why is it that he owes you anything? Like, why is it that Clark owes you anything? I don't I just and I get it. It's like, oh, Superman exists. So there has to be a Superman and we have to have him help everybody. But you can, like you of all people know that your loved one should come first. But again, then he doesn't because he's the general and he's always made the general like the first. And it was very frustrating to see him tell um jonathan and jordan like don't bother your dad don't don't do it he's superman think about that before you bother him because that 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 to me was just like a something that should never have been said and also like which it was great writing and you know good job writers because you know you both hate and love the general you mm-hmm. both are like yep yeah, he's the he's the grandpa and the dad of lois but stop yeah the fact too that what he told Lois, you know, shortly after this the series began was that you fell in love with Clark Kent, but you married Superman. Yeah, I, I felt like that was kind of a... Cause it, 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 was, it was a dick punch, definitely was. But yeah. the fact that, like, it was it was a good point to put that in because I, I think Lois knew that, but she needed to have someone say it to her. But at the same time, she fell in love with Superman first. She did, but then... If you think about it in that sense, like, if she fell in love with Superman first, finds out Clark's Superman, you know, yeah, yeah she's going to be like, oh, my gosh, you're Superman. But she's still going to think of Superman yeah. as Superman because That's she true. sees Clark in a whole different light. That's true. So the fact that she's looking at it in a whole perspective and then seeing Clark as Clark as opposed to seeing Clark as Superman, yeah, it creates that whole contrast. So, yes, she fell in love with the superhero first. But learned what was going on, learned who Superman really was, you know, his alter ego, and fell yeah, in love with yeah. that person because that's who he really was. Superman was just the job that he did at the current time. Yeah. Well, and let's go back into um, kind of the mystery fig- figure and uh, and uh, the general. So it was interesting to see they went into the backstory. And, and if you're watching and you want to see this stuff. Or if you do watch this, we're going to go into very great detail right now about kind of a big reveal. So uh, go ahead and, and, you know, don't you can either skip ahead or or turn away if you like. But um, 
they reveal who the mystery figure is that he fought at the beginning as as Luthor. And it was interesting because the person they picked to play Luthor was not who I expected at first when they took up the helmet. And I was like, where did he get the suit from and what is happening right now? And the ship, like, because like, to me, he seemed like an alien when they first mm-hmm. fought. But then you take it into this, too. Like, they didn't call him Lex. Like, yeah. They, was, they called him Captain Luther. And then, obviously, they go into that, and they show that he's a part of the military. Yeah, and they and show one, his Earth. Yep, and then one of the biggest reveals that happens is that he's following Lois Lane. And he and he was married to her in his, Earth, his Earth. Which is mind-blowing. I mean, but if you look at it, you know, directly... I mean that is a a, a universe like that. Oh is, yeah, that it, is in the comics where that happens. Oh, on I a separate Earth. I know, but the thing that pissed me off with that is like, how the hell did you not guess that Clark Kent is Superman at that point? Because obviously he's around he's around her all the time, and he looks. I mean, like if you're really smart and you know what Superman looks like, and you're from another Earth, and you know who, who Superman is, like, you would think he would have pieced that together. But you got to think of it too, since he. I'm sorry, because I'm gonna spoil a big spoiler for everyone here, but. He's from the Injustice universe. Yeah. If well, you haven't figured that out by now. Yeah, at least he, that's what it seemed like. We yes. They don't actually confirm it, but he is from a universe where Superman is evil. Yes. And so going off of that, I mean, Superman's not going to be parading around as Clark Kent anymore. Yeah. He's yeah. going to be known as Superman or Kal-El, last son of Krypton. Yeah. He's not going to go by the name Clark Kent. But for whatever reason, he has given up the Clark Kent persona in that universe and gone full Kryptonian. But, but his ship also was able to identify everything and identified like different people. So you think that his ship would have been like, hey, Clark Kent is Superman. The, the, the weird thing that I'm finding out is that he has programmed his ship to figure out where Superman is when he uses his powers. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think it's necessarily like he, he's trying to you know, figure out who Superman is. Yeah. It's more so like, hey... I know what Superman does, yeah. So yeah. I'm going to figure out how to track him, or whenever he uses his powers, there's always you know a power surge or something yeah. like that. So I'll know where he is and be able to follow him. Well, well, and going back to um, you talking about how Lois marries Luthor in this other universe, it kind of also shows that again, like just like in the comics and even in like the movies, that without Lois, Superman like is not is not Superman. Like he's he needs Lois to ground him. Yep. Yeah, that that is definitely a big thing in any in any universe where Superman and Lois exist. It's I mean, and going into next week we'll be talking about the Snyder Cut where that's yep. a very, very big thing. Yep. Um I mean, like I said, we'll talk about that next week, but it's 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 definitely something that I wish we could explore. But I know with only so much screen time, yeah, you can only explore so much of that universe. Now, I would definitely would like confirmation as to if that is the Injustice universe yeah. or if it's something else. Because granted, and when you put it this way, we haven't really seen any other heroes besides Superman. And yeah. recently when it comes to the CW, you know, the Arrowverse, as you want to put it, or anything yep. like that. You see superhero after superhero in all these. I have I have a feeling that uh, his his cousins or Kara is gonna make an appearance at some point. Well, you got to take that into account also that this is Supergirl's final season this year. Okay, so this is kind of like the show to take over. That's interesting. You know, it would be I think it'd be really interesting too if they brought in the Flash just to have like like, like have an episode where him and Flash race just like in the cartoons. But again, I know that probably won't never happen either. It's it's not that it won't. It's just that I I I respect 
Greg Berlanti a whole lot with the universe that he's built up because mm-hmm. he started with Smallville, and then he kind of went on from there. And he changed some things, and 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 yeah, which which made it work. And I'm happy that he was able to work with Tom Welling. You know, eleven years after the fact, yeah, bring him back for just a short stint. Um, yeah, yeah. But I, I'm I'm very proud of the universe that he's built up. But I'm not exactly happy with the way he's always presented things. Yeah, no, I agree. Because it's just it it like, feels like the the Arrowverse timeline is getting a little convoluted. Well, and again, it feels like some of the heroes are lacking some of their qualities because they've gotten so focused on other things and other aspects that they're just like missing qualities that are who they are. And I think also like we're we're thinking of this as you know from a comic fan perspective, yeah. like we're we're thinking of you know, the modern age heroes, yeah. and we're not thinking of New 52 heroes. Well, but even the New 52 had, had a lot of characteristics they brought back that they're not showing. And But I, I agree, we are looking at it as a comic book person as well, and that's a, that's a hard thing, too, because anytime you go into anything looking at the comics, and you know I know this the most out of anybody, that you're often going to be disappointed uh, because there's often an element missing that you wish was there. Um, well, and, and, you know... And I like Grant Gustin as Flash. I just feel like sometimes, you know, he he doesn't portray Barry Allen because he's because they're so focused on drama. Like Barry Allen is lighthearted. He's not always so serious. And I felt like with Arrow, they tried to get into like Green Arrow is Batman. And and I was like, that's cool. But Green Arrow is not Batman. And so like this universe is great. And I think it's interesting to see what they're doing. And but I, I definitely would like I said, I'd like to see them go a different route. And they started to go that with Arrow and then Arrow got finished and then now they've got now we have flash and they're adding black lightning to it and technically titans is part of this universe as well they just which i have to say is completely amazing oh yeah i love titans now i know that that's something i'm going to want to discuss in a future episode yep. especially when the series premiere comes out for season three yeah because titans if you haven't watched i would definitely recommend doing it yeah it is a phenomenal show a little bit slow on the upstart especially in season one but getting past those first few episodes and actually getting into the meat and bones of the actual show yeah. is phenomenal. Well, and if you get to watch it, like binge watching it, it's so much better too, because mm-hmm. there's so many episodes that they don't like they end it with a cliffhanger and don't come back to it till like two episodes later. Yep. So you're like, what just what, it's, what it's definitely worth, it. but it's definitely good. Um, an interesting two thing about the crossover that they did with, uh, with, uh, Tom Willing. Did you notice he had a blue watch on him? Yep. So I still have a theory that he's going to make an appearance again later and they're going to bring him in with uh with Tyler because there's a lot of theories out there that because they they talked about this in Smallville that um blue kryptonite causes him to be human if he's in contact with it. So my theory is because they because they're t- talking about the element of children in this series, they're going to mirror that with with, with Tom Welling's character because he took and and was wearing a blue kryptonite watch that is keeping him from having his power so he can be normal. And I think they want to build off that and mirror that into this and, and what would happen if he wasn't normal. I, I understand that, but, I mean, shortly after Crisis on Infinite Earths, Tom Welling kind of stated, like, he he doesn't mind coming back to the character, but I yeah. mean, that's... He doesn't you know, want to wear the suit, though. Well, he doesn't want to wear the suit, no, but, I mean, if you think about it, he he did Smallville for 10 years. Yeah. And then the only other project that he's been on besides Smallville was Lucifer. And he's so good in that. He, he was good, don't get me wrong. But then immediately after being done with filming Lucifer, he goes straight back into Smallville. Which I find funny that these are all connected. Like exactly. every single one of them is connected. And that's what's funny to me. Exactly. And I, I just, you know, I feel for the guy because 
I wish he could branch out and we could see more of him beyond just, you know, a DC character. Yeah, but see, I got to talk with him on live, like at a, like at a live event uh, on video chat for a little bit. And he likes he likes this DC stuff. He does wish he could go do some, like, other projects, you know. But from what I gathered, he really likes, likes the DC projects and he likes talking about them because, you know, that's kind of been his life. But... I agree with you. It'd be interesting to see him because I liked him at, in in Lucifer. I won't say who he was because that's another show, and we're not talking about that one, so I don't want to spoil that. But um, like, he was really good in that, and I think would definitely would love to see him do more. I think he's in another cop show as well. I think I remember him seeing. I don't know. I'm not. I don't know off the top, top of my head. Of my head. So. But um, so to go into uh, the whole like Luther thing, and and it was interesting to see him like. He's just wanting to kill Kryptonians because he was trying to kill both the uh, Derek and Superman when they were fighting with the rockets. But the thing is, is that he didn't know Derek was Kryptonian. But he first. saw him use the powers, like he and he was like, "Oh, we just gotta kill them both." He, I really don't know how to put this because I mean, his main his main objective is to kill Superman. Yeah. I mean that's that's the whole premise of him being in this series. Oh yeah, that that brings me back to um it's interesting that uh so the general was obviously a part of a big part of the whatever other universe he's from because he gives him that like amulet or that like uh, necklace with the like Superman looking um dog tag and the the general seemed to know what it was. Like even though it's from another Earth. He seemed to know what it was. Well, what... the fact that it says 7734, and then when he turned it upside down, it said hell. Yeah. And their motto on the other Earth was to hell and back. Yeah. Like, I feel I feel like there's some overlap there. There, there definitely is. And I was going to say something else, but I lost it. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it, it's you. fine. I was, I was just... Oh, that's what I was going to say. Going back, if you look at the very first episodes, yep. that little Easter egg that you had to the Kingdom Come suit. Yeah. His very first suit. Yep. Yeah, I liked that a lot too. I liked I like all the little Easter eggs they have. They have so many Easter eggs to all the different Supermans from you know how from Smallville to the Combo Kingdom Kong to Injustice and I just I love that what they're doing with the character. Like I said, I you know, going in I was kind of skeptic. I was kind of like I don't know 'cause yeah, but that they, they definitely wowed me with these with these episodes and I'm definitely excited to see where this goes. Um you know, and uh, what do you think of, so we've talked a little bit about Morgan Ed- Edge experiments, but do you think he's like, like he kind of, again, he kind of reminds me of Lex Luthor. Like, do you think we're going to see him kind of fight like Superman? No, we're not, we're not going to see Morgan Edge in a mech suit. I okay. mean, that, I know that's what everyone, you know, thinks, you know, when they, when they hear about Lex Luthor, they see him in the, yeah. crypt, you know, the kryptonite mech suit. Which is um, badass. I, I agree. It is it is pretty badass, but I do not think that we are going to see Morgan Edge in a in a Kryptonite exosuit just for the fact that that's not his character. Yeah. You know, we we are seeing the Lex Luthor now with yeah. a grudge against Superman that we've only seen, you know, in, in in Supergirl. Well, not just in Supergirl, but like the stuff that we've seen in the comics and yeah. in Superman the animated series. Yeah. You know, the older stuff where Lex yeah. Luthor has a grudge. When we saw it in Smallville, it was the creation of the characters, yeah. which I, I got the... And it was the conflict of Lex Luthor wanting to be good, but ultimately becoming the evil he is. Mm-hmm. And I, I got the dynamic there, and it was a great thing. You know, I was constantly rooting for Lex to try to come out on top yep. and be the same. good guy. 
but I mean it, it'll never work out that way. Yeah. But um I mean we're we're seeing the dynamic now where we're getting the Lex Luthor who who is actually a good Lex Luthor by you know by default in terms of the way he is and joining the US military but coming to this earth and wanting to kill Superman yeah. we're seeing the bad part of it. Yeah. Well and, and that's that's good. the whole like jet does the end is justify the means mm-hmm. thing, argument there with that. Um well, and it's interesting, too, to see, like, um, again, the general pressuring Clark, like, hey, there's this prison transfer. You need to come to this. And it's like, in my opinion, like, does Clark need to go for it and, and do that or does he not? And I felt conflicted because I was like, you know, he should. But at the same time, I get where he's coming from. Like, I need to be with my family first. And I, I didn't know how to feel. And then when everything went down, I was like, yeah, you should have been there, especially because everyone like he's right. Like, everyone knows you to be from metropolis so when you leave metropolis and you leave it like in a black hole basically of no superman it, things are bound to happen yeah um and i think you know it, it's interesting like um again like the kryptonite or whatever is happening is also affecting different people again like tag the the football player um to see him kind of get like almost powers but then like he can't control them was interesting and to see that dynamic and and, and you know I kind of, like, I'm kind of excited to see what's going to happen with him more. And not only that, that also mirrors an episode from Smallville. Yeah. You know, we had two characters that had abilities like that. Granted, they were detrimental to society and they didn't get powers off of it. But, I mean, what was it called in Smallville? The Jitters, I think. Is what yeah, it was. the Jitters. Yeah. yeah, it was called Jitters and it was literally what Tag was doing. You know, they were moving vibrating, yeah, and vibrating. Um, They didn't get powers off of it. But we're looking at this, you know, if we're looking at this from a superhero perspective, I do not know of any superhero that does anything like that besides the Flash, obviously. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. We're not getting the Flash. That's not who we're getting. We already have a Flash in this universe. Yeah, we already have a kid Flash. Yes, so Tag is something completely different. So it'll be interesting to see where it goes. Definitely, but I, I also, like, they're taking this too, they're taking this route where... They mentioned a school for superheroes. Yes, I I was so intrigued by that. But then you, Tag comes back and you see him wearing a black and yellow suit. Yeah, what's the only organization in the DC universe that wears black and yellow? That's uh oh god, uh, you're testing me here. Oh god, the the hive or whatever. It's hive. Yeah, hive. So that school for superheroes? Yes. I'm I'm betting you that it's Hive. Oh, that means they could bring in so many characters. Like Dr. Light could come in to be. Yep, there's definitely uh, a whole universe of possibilities because yep. you definitely only hear about Hive when it comes to Teen Titans. Yes, yes. And we got into it a little bit in Arrow with the whole Damien Dark saga. Yeah. Which, I mean, if you look at that, that had been a buildup since season one. Yeah, and that also was kind of the hard seasons to watch, to be honest. Yeah, but I mean, like... If we look at this critically, you know, Tag comes back, you know, what was it, fifth episode, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, comes at the, back. At the very end. Yep, and bowls over Jordan. And then that's it. Like, we, do, we don't get anything. Like, it's yep. like, oh, now we have to wait for the next episode. And I was like, oh, yep. God. And you, all you see is just him. He's talking to Jordan. You see him wearing, he's got, like, a yellow yeah, kind yeah. of main body and then black sleeves on his arms. And I immediately thought Hive. Yeah. No, and and that would be some crazy stuff to go into. That would be some crazy stuff to go into. Which I think, if they're building on Morgan Edge this season and the development of all the characters... What if he runs Hive? 
that would be a bit of a stretch, to be honest, because yeah. I, I don't feel like that's Morgan Edge's domain. Yeah. I mean, it would be an interesting development, but it would definitely mess with the whole dynamic of the entire Arrowverse yeah. that's been built up since that's Arrow true. started. That's true. Um, What do you think of Lana and her husband's relationship? I forget his name because he's kind of a character I don't like. Yeah, I don't, I don't really care for that relationship. I mean, it is nice to see Alana Lang back in the, yep. in the Arrowverse. Um, he he reminded me of the bully from Smallville that ended up like Whitney. Yeah, he reminded me of Whitney, and I did not like Whitney. Whitney, I didn't like him at all throughout the series. Like even when he redeemed himself, I was still like, yeah, I I get it, you redeemed yourself, but you're still kind of your dick. Yeah, I I don't know. I just I feel like I said, it's good to see a, a new a new character play Lana. I mean, even after seeing Kristen Crook for so long play yeah. that character, yeah. I mean, she, don't get me wrong, she was fabulous with the part. She was I, awesome for that part. I feel like she played that role to a T, yeah. and I cannot praise her enough for that role. Um, but then you go into this character, who we're seeing an adult Lana, dealing with the problems of being an adult, dealing with, yeah. know, also dealing with her own adolescent child, and also dealing with... An imminent divorce is what see, it seems like. See, I was mad because, like, Lana in the in Smallville and in the comics was strong-willed, and she hated doing the things that her family told her to do, mm-hmm. right? And now we're seeing her, like, do those things to her kids. And I was like, that's not Lana. Like, that's not – that was – like, we had a whole freaking episode about how Lana wanted to go do her own thing, and she quit cheerleading. And now your daughter does it. And I know it's not Smallville, but to me it's like now your daughter does it, and you're just like, hey, what do you, what's going on? Like – but that we got to think about it too. Different universe. I know. Different Lana. I mean, since Crisis on Infinite Earths happened, there's this whole, this whole new dynamic that brings everything. So if we're looking at it from a character perspective, we got to look at it objectively. I I know. It, what it's just hard because I I love like Lana Lang as a character, and and like I mean, she was in the original Supermans as well, and like to see that was just like ah, uh, we had a whole freaking like season dedicated to this why is this happening mm-hmm. uh, and and not to mention like the the husband pissed me off because he was so like gung-ho about like morgan edge is gonna save everybody but like if you look at history like anybody who's like we're gonna come in and save you oftentimes comes in does their thing and then leaves mm-hmm. and that's exactly what lois is like hey he's gonna do this he's done it to everyone else and he's like oh well it's just gonna it's gonna help well, the jobs for for Morgan Edge's perspective, it's not that. And I mean, looking at the way Los is seeing it, he's not just coming in, you know, doing what they want to do and leaving. He's coming in, pretty pretty much destroying the town. Yeah, yeah. And then well, know, and he's out. only going to Smallville because of of Clark essentially, without even realizing it. Because Clark is the reason that all that kryptonite and all that stuff is there. Yeah. Because it crash landed there back back when he first got there, um, and it's just like like you know, there's. There's so much we could we could go over in this this show still and it, and that we haven't talked about or spoiled or anything yet and it's just so amazing like I love it and I and I'm excited for tomorrow's episode. Yeah, it's it's definitely it's definitely a new dynamic. It's something that I feel that going forward, you know, depending how many episodes they have, I feel like this is going to be you know I don't feel like it's going to be a 23 episode show. Obviously, no, it's going to be like a. I like could see it it's going to be like 12, 13. A, yeah, that's what I was thinking. You know, a 10 to 13 yeah. episode season. Um, just for the fact that these seem to be a little bit longer episodes. Yep. Well, and I feel like they they seem to be doing less episodes because of the previous shows have had more luck 
making less episodes than going the full 20 because they the, when they did the full 20 when they first did it it was like yeah it's great and after a while people got kind of tired of it so they had to kind of cut back a little bit so maybe they're kind of learning from that with with superman and lois but i actually don't know how many episodes are going to be i haven't looked but if we got 20 hell yeah let's go there's so much more character development there, there's so much more um you know, we're getting close to that that uh, about an hour mark, which is where I kind of want to keep it. So we'll kind of start to uh, get in our closing remarks here, and then I'd like to talk about future future of this podcast too. If you want to, anything finally you want to say about the show? I mean, you know, it's a good show, guys. Watch it. You know, do what you can uh, to get it on there. Uh, it is on the CW, and you can also get it on Amazon Prime. Yep, if you buy it on Amazon Prime, they release an episode weekly with with the CW, and that's what I did because I didn't want to watch it with commercials. So I just stream it through, um, excuse me, Amazon Prime, and then every time they release an episode, I go and watch it. And they release it at like 3 a.m. the day of, which means you could technically watch it early because it it doesn't premiere until later at night. I don't even know what time it is on the CW. I haven't watched Probably live TV in forever. Seven or eight. Yeah. Nine at the latest. But I, I, I definitely think it's a good show. I think it's a new dynamic for the uh, CW's Arrowverse. So take a look. Check it out. The, the, the last thing that I'll say, and we kind of talked about this before, is I do feel like we don't get enough of him as Superman yet because they're so focused on, you know, him and like with Lois and with, with the kids. And maybe we'll get to see more, maybe we won't. And I think that it's also a good thing we don't because I think when they focus so much on his superhero aspect, that's where you get into the stuff I don't like where it's like so focused on the drama and so focused on the other things. So maybe it's a good thing we don't, but... You know, I do kind of hope to see more of him as Superman. I mean, if you think about it, though, this show has technically been done once before. Yes. Clark it, and Lois, The New Adventures of Superman. Yes. Yes, that is true. So we're seeing we're seeing a new version of the show, but it's 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 good. So um, going into this podcast, uh, we're going to be do- like we said at the beginning, we're going to be doing this about every week, most likely Tuesdays, sometimes maybe Saturdays. So we might do two episodes a week. Uh, I'm hoping to, you know, if, if drills up to it, you know, it depends on his schedule. Cause I'm on his schedule. Cause he's my, he's my, uh, co-host. So, and I'm available anytime. So, um, you know, when we get to it, we're going to be talking about all kinds of things in this show. Um, feel free to ask questions, leave comments, and we will, um, go through them and we'll try to answer them. I'd like to, you know, spend the last 15 minutes to 10 minutes on every episode, uh, answering your guys' questions on anything you comment. And discussing things and if you have your opinions we'd like to hear them too because we can then discuss it what we think and um you know it's an open discussion because i think that as you can see we don't always agree on everything and i think that's a good thing because when you discuss these things i think you want kind of different opinions so that you can get different perspectives and figure out well, like, why you like the show or why you don't like the show or if you want to pursue the show um and um so yeah, and feel free to comment things, ask questions, ask us questions about you know any other shows that maybe you want to see us review. Uh, I know next week we're doing the Zack Snyder's uh, Justice League Snyder Cut, and and then the week after that we're doing Falcon Winter Soldier, and then after that we're doing uh, Spider-Man, the PS4 video game series so far, and then the week after that we're going to do the Batman Arkham series. I know for, for a fact that's what we're doing. And then uh, we might... Um, I might have to get another co-host for a little bit while he he's busy doing some things uh, for um, personal stuff. But uh, you know, for the time being, that's that's when we'll be doing is Tuesdays at six thirty, um, and may, again possibly Saturdays. But we'll let you know. And I already put the schedule for the next you know 
um, five weeks. weeks. Yeah, something like that. Five weeks out. And so. I mean, you guys. I mean, I'll I'll still be here too. Maybe not. You know, all you know, all the time. But I'll be here in terms of you know, I'll call in and see what's going on yeah. or and put in my input. You know, I just over the next year or so, I got a lot of things that are coming up that I need to just take care of. So yeah, um, I'll I'll still be a, a staple here on the podcast. I might yeah. not always be here. But I'll definitely make sure that my presence is felt. Yeah, but so. we'll do some recordings or have him come in on call or video chat if we have to um, as well when he can. But uh, you might see my little brother take over a little bit here and there too because he, he loves to talk about this stuff and has already expressed how he wants to uh, definitely get on here as well. Um, other than that, you know, it's uh, it's like I said, check out the show. It's pretty awesome. Um I'm super excited for it. I'm a huge Superman fan, as you can see, based on my jacket and my shirt. He's kind of the comic book character I, like, idled as a kid. And um, to see him come to life like that is really cool, and I can't wait to see where they go with the series. And um, it's kind of cool we get to see, you know, his version and Henry Cavill, because he said that he's still going to continue and he wants to he wants to continue. Whether or not we actually, that actually happens, obviously, is up in the air, because who knows what's happening with DC right now. But, um, you know... Uh, it's, it's a, it's a great, great time to be a geek. And I think that's, what's really cool. So, I mean, I'll agree with you on there. I don't think we should say geek. Some people might find that right. a little derogatory. Well, but nerd, it, it is you definitely know. a great time to be a fan of comics yeah. and, you know, anything that, you know, seven to 10 years ago would have been considered nerdy. I mean, yeah. now is the time where you can express yourself as a you know verifiable nerd and yeah it, it's not going to come back and bite you in the ass yeah but um no i i think there's a lot of things coming up over the next you know couple of years that is definitely going to be worth it for comic book and superhero fans um and it's 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 going to be a hell of a next decade so yeah yeah and, and you know like this stuff obviously isn't going away anytime soon oh, so no. we're going to get this until yeah. the world ends oh yeah you know so it, it's pretty cool and um thank you guys for whoever ends up listening or and who has watched right now um this has been you know it's kind of an interesting thing that i'm starting up you know that, that we're starting up this week and i figured you know i i annoy people already on the daily talking normally about this stuff i figured why not come out here and go go be able to actually talk about it and not be you know uh attacked for it so it's kind of fun know. i'm gonna attack you later about it so yeah yeah but uh that's pretty much all we have for you guys so uh Lee, we'll end up uh, seeing you next week, uh, Tuesday at 6.30 for the Snyder, Snyder uh, Justice League cut. And uh, have a good one.